Catherine Bresser, and you are listening to Talking About My Evolution. Oh, man. Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking out my window right now, and it's totally snowing, and there is a stop sign in front of my house. Um, but no one seems to be observing it today. And I think this is not going to bode well. But anyway, I digress. Um, so today I wanted to talk about lessons I am learning from this massive painting project I'm doing at work. So um, at the store I work, um, where I work, uh, we sell this line of paint called Annie Sloan chalk paint. And it is the best paint in the world for painting furniture um, or like wood, kitchen cabinets. I mean, you can paint, they claim you can paint anything you don't need to prime, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm a very good salesperson for this paint. And um, I'm learning how to work with it finally. Like my boss, after four years, finally gave me a lesson in how the paint works and the different finishes you can do on it and all this stuff. So the paint's really cool. It's easy to use. Um, and uh, they keep expanding their color line. So about a year... All right, a year and four months ago, a year ago last November, um, Annie Sloan took her paint distribution back from um, all these people she was working with in the United States to England, she's from England, um, to her own factory. And in doing so, she changed the packaging, she changed the formulation of the paint, um, she changed some colors around, um, yeah, so the paint is now thicker, it comes in one liter, and some of the colors that were called, you know, X are now called Y, or they look different. Anyway, so all this work that my boss had done um, with the old version of the paint um, was basically rendered useless overnight. So since that time, she has repainted um, all the pieces um, of furniture in her shop with the new versions of the paint. She has created new um, paint chip things. Um, this, this is a weird paint. It also uses wax. So she had to like redo all the clear wax ones, all the dark wax, all the black wax, all the white wax. Uh, so, and there are now 44 colors instead of like, I don't know, 38. So it's just like, it's been monumental work. She also moved her shop too, um, but that's aside from the paint thing. So what she had done is she had um, created a book of uh, how the paint looks mixed with every other paint, 50-50 um, ratio. And she just finished doing this book. And of course now it's, it's a joke, it's useless. But she'd only made one copy of this book, and then she'd made this huge board um, showing, you know, what, I hope I'm clear in how I'm saying that, what each paint looks like mixed with every other paint in the line. Um, so now that task is falling to me, and she's going to make 40 of this, these books so she can sell them to other Annie Sloan stockists around the country and around the world. So um, she showed me how to do it, 
and gave me very clear instructions on how she wanted it done. And I'm painting a sheet of one inch by one inch, inch stickers um, and, and methodically going through and combining, you know, whatever master paint I'm working with for that set with every other paint in the collection. So the first day, um, I didn't even know that she had a whole bunch of paints open. So I'm opening new cans of this paint. <laughs> and she's like, I, I texted her a question, you know, like, where should I put these? Or we're not, we don't have any more, whatever. And she realized I was opening new cans of paint for everything. And she's like, what are you doing? So basically, I was sent on this task without all the information I needed. But I didn't know I didn't have all the information I needed because she told me very particularly what I was supposed to do. So the first thing I find out is that there are cans of paint already opened. So I'm like, oh my God, sorry. Um, but these cans I opened won't go to waste because you know we're doing every color. So then um, I'm still like, these paints haven't been used in a while. You have to stir the paints to get them to the right consistency and the right color. Like some of them you have like this liquid and you got to mix it in and some of them, whatever. So, I mean, I'm stirring and stirring and stirring. So the first day, it takes me all day. This is like six, seven hours to paint 16 sheets. And um, like my neck's sore and all that well she didn't come in and I left them to dry I didn't know how long they would take to dry I didn't want to wreck anything so I left them um, and then the next day I came in and I did an another 16 and it took a little bit less time but um, she came in that day and we were talking and she said uh, I said you know I got 16 done she's like well you know like you can take these um, dried sheets off the board and keep going and I looked at her and I said, I didn't, it took me all day to do 16. And she looked at me, she keeps doing this for the project and it's, it's starting to really upset me. She looked at me like I was crazy or stupid or doing it wrong. And um, she's like, what? What are, you, what are you doing all day? And I said, yeah, it took me all day to do this. Um, so this week I worked three days in a row. I managed to do 16 on Thursday, and then I was able to bump it up to 20. I, I tweaked my process, bumped it up to 20 yesterday, or Friday. And then um, on Saturday I worked five hours. And I was also able to get 20 out, but it cost me an extra half an hour. So I had to stay half an hour to clean up the last set of brushes. Part of the problem is I only have four brushes. So after every four sheets of paper, I have to stop what I'm doing, clean up everything, and um, and then get back to it. So she's, I, to I told her, I'm like, look, it takes a long time to clean the brushes. It takes a long time to set up like the next go round. I still have to stir all the paint. Um, I, cause I told her for Saturday, I'm like, I'm not sure I'm going to get very many done on Saturday cause my wrist hurts. And again, I got the crazy look like, what are you doing? And I said, I have to stir a lot of paint and it hurts my wrist. And she's like, I think you're over stirring. 
I think, you know, I think you're doing it wrong. And I said, you're welcome to stay and like watch what I'm doing. But she, she isn't, she's too busy. Instead, she just is acting like I'm stupid, which again, is very upsetting and triggering for me. Um, reminds me of my mom or teachers or, you know, I, I don't need to feel like I'm stupid. Like, I'm not stupid. I'm doing what you told me. And I'm new to this. Like, I haven't worked with this paint my whole life. I don't, she works with this paint all the time. Like, she is the expert for the whole state in this paint. She may be the expert for the whole region. She's creating things like no one else has in the, in the world. These paint mix books. And she's looking at me like I'm stupid. Well, I'm not stupid. I am, I am new. Like I'm not getting the information I need to, to do this correctly. And it reminds me, I just, I don't know. It's pushing so many buttons right now. And I don't like feeling stupid. Like I had a job where I wasn't trained properly and I was blamed for everything that went wrong and fired. And everyone around me saw what was happening, but they weren't my boss. And they're like, you are being treated with disrespect. You are not being trained properly. And we can see you're being blamed for problems that are happening here. And there was nothing I could do because I didn't know enough about how to get myself out of this situation. It wasn't in my wheelhouse. Like I was new to this job and to that particular industry at the time. I, and that's an industry like I am done with forever. Like, and, and the same thing goes with teaching. Like I have a bad taste in my mouth from my um, counselor back in grad school being such a misogynist dick he was awful so this kind of takes me back to like all these scenarios where i was treated like i was stupid and someone um, did give me the information i needed to make the right choice or do the right thing or just have the knowledge i needed <laughs> i mean i was ignorant in, in the true sense of that word, like I did not know what I did not know. And I don't like being that, I mean, anyway. So that's kind of what I'm feeling right now and, um, and it's upsetting and I don't like it. And on top of that, like I'm, I'm, I have these little jobs, right? I work at the parish house and I work at the shop and I am paid nothing for these jobs. Um, and it's by design. I want to be able to walk away from these jobs and launch my coaching career and my funnel and whatever and not feel like um, I'm letting people down or, um, you know, I've left someone in a lurch or, I mean, I'm leaving jobs where I believe I'm dispensable. It actually is turning out that I am somewhat indispensable and even at church and this is kind of bothering me. Um, because I'm not paid enough to be indispensable, first of all. And now at my little job at this retail shop, I'm doing um, this project 
basically alone. I asked her, I'm like, is anyone else working on this project? Because if I can only do 16 to 20 sheets a day, and we need to do 990 of these color um, blends, um, we're never going to finish at my rate. Um, one of the reasons I started this podcast today was to say, like, I am putting systems in place and I am speeding up day by day. But anyway, I am going to switch back to um, feeling dis indispensable and doing this thing. So now I'm doing this giant project. And before I was going into work and um, I was working on my business stuff. And now I can't. I mean, I get she's paying for my time, but one of the, like in my mind, it was worth it because I actually was able to do my thing and still take care of her shop and, and be an excellent salesperson. But now I'm not a salesperson um, and I have no trouble like doing things for her, helping her set up displays and move things around and, and take inventory. I mean, but I'm now busy the entire time I'm in the shop and this actually upsets me because, and on top of that, I'm not doing enough. <laughs> so that really upsets me because I am putting like all my personal, and it's not even um, wants, like I need to do this business stuff for myself and I can't. And you can argue like, well, you're at work, you can't do your personal stuff at work. But, um, um, and, and it's true and I'm not, but now I'm totally falling behind at home and, and that's like, um, accelerating or uh, um, increasing my stress level and um, and that business program is like you know too advanced for me at least right now and um, so anyway I'm I feel like I'm spinning out of control a little bit and I don't like it um, so yeah I'm really agitated about this work thing because this is supposed to be a fun easy job and I'm getting yelled at for not doing it right, not doing it fast enough, not doing it blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, fuck, man, you're like pushing all these buttons, like from like being yelled at by my first grade teacher and being spanked when I got home for getting up in my chair too many times to, you know, like just ugh, ugh, being triggered by authority figures. And um, ugh, I do not like it. And it's all about like, because I'm doing this project at work. And so, I don't know. I know, I know I'm rambling and I'm circling and I'm talking back over it. It just goes to show like how upset I am. Actually, I'm, I'm more upset about this than I had actually really thought about. Like as I sit and talk through it, I'm like, oh shit, this is what, okay. So, uh -huh. this is what it's reminding me of. And this is, yeah, so hooray. Um, you know, a lot of times, like, things that bug you, the reason they bug you so badly is because they are an echo of something that really hurt you when you were younger, or it's a pattern that's being repeated. And the pattern may not be like, oh, this happens every six months or every year, but it could be like, like for me, the last time something like this happened to me was like 20 years ago. And then before that, it was like another eight years before that. So, I mean... But it echoes something like kind of traumatic and shitty in your life. And um, so it may seem like something on the surface, um, but when you dig deeper into it, you realize like, oh, there's a whole like backlog of 
energy and crap here. So I need to stop this podcast and go and clear whew, some of this crap out because this is not serving me and is preventing me from moving forward. And um, so this is what uh, I am grateful for with my energy work is I can now go and address this issue and um, energetically dissolve and transmute it into positive energy and um, get over my big bad self. And um, anyway, if you need help doing this, please contact me and I can help you get over some of your blocks that are keeping you from moving forward and being your best self. Um, I've got links on my Facebook page, Cat Bresser, and I don't know, uh, focusingonthelight.com is my website. So anyway, um, with that, I'm going to hang up. Um, thanks for listening and have a great day. Um, talk to you soon.